to another episode of the NFT Report. This is our first episode of 2022. It's been a few weeks. I took a little break for the holidays, and the first couple weeks have been really busy here in January. So here we are, back at it. Today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about something called Wolf Game, which is an interesting NFT project that is fully on-chain. The art's on-chain. The interactions are on-chain that is a game of sorts. And it's one of the first NFT games to introduce probabilistic risk into the game, all on the blockchain. So it's a fascinating project. It's been out for a little while now, uh, started late last year, but it's gone through some different iterations since then. And at least for me personally, it was a little bit confusing at first to understand the game and understand how the project works. There were some problems with the contract. We'll talk about that. There were some other issues, and it's almost like it's almost like the leader of this project is kind of making it up as he goes a little bit, and so it's hard to know what's coming next. Suddenly, there's surprise parts of the game that you weren't expecting. There wasn't anything about it on the roadmap, that kind of thing. That really is hardly even a roadmap for that matter. So we're going to talk about Wolf Game. We're going to talk about what it is, how it works. Hopefully, dig through the particulars so that it's less confusing to somebody who's first coming into it because the documentation on the website is good, but confusing. I'll explain why that's the case. And hopefully if you listen to this episode, you'll come out of this with a clear understanding of how the game works. So here we go. Welcome. As I mentioned, Wolf Game is a fully on-chain blockchain game and the arts on-chain, interactions are on-chain. There's probabilistic risk associated with the game. It's run by somebody called The Shepherd, which is an anonymous leader. Now, I know in the past I've talked about avoiding projects that have an anonymous leadership. That still applies here. Be careful. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who this anonymous leader is. Beanie has been heavily involved with this project as an investor. If The Shepherd turns out to be Beanie with all of the drama around that, it could be in for a wild ride with this project. So it's important to be careful with anonymous leaders. That being said, so far with this project, The Shepherd has delivered on making the game interesting as well as fixing problems that have happened with the game and making sure that things are moving forward. So, you know, your mileage may vary. It's it's high risk, right? So not only is the does the game itself have risk, investing in this at all is high risk, as with all NFTs, but especially so when you don't know much about the leadership. Okay, so Wolf Game introduces this probabilistic risk. It's really a fascinating concept. As soon as the project came out, there were a number of derivatives that immediately tried to copy them. In fact, they actually just copied the contract directly, which ended up causing some problems, which we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, most of those derivatives have kind of fallen off and gone by the wayside. I haven't paid much attention to them, but Wolf Game's still around. It's still going strong. The NFTs are valuable. Um, but Wolf Game can be confusing to get into at first because when you go to the website, there's information there that is no longer relevant because Wolf Game's gone through a couple of iterations because of some problems with the contract that made the initial game mechanics obsolete. And so that can be confusing at first when you look at it. So we'll talk about what Wolf Game was originally briefly, but then we'll talk about what it is currently so that you understand 
what's going on now. There's also a couple of different games that have been played in the wolf game context in the wolf game world. And the documentation for those are on the website as well. However, one of them is now obsolete and another one is currently being played. So again, room for confusion. It doesn't help that the shepherd is a little light on information to say the least, but hopefully we can clear that up. So Wolf Game first launched, there were three components. There was the wolves, there were sheep, there was wool, which is the in-game currency, the utility token. The goal of the game essentially was to accumulate wool. Initially, that was set up so that as you staked your sheep, you had 10,000 wool was earned per day. When you tried to claim your wool, you had to pay a tax to the wolves, 20% tax to the wolves. In addition, if you were to unstake your sheep, you had a 50% chance of losing all of your wool to the wolves. So this made wolves more valuable initially in the game. And to this day, the wolves are more valuable. They, they run you know, seven, eight, nine ETH or more, whereas sheep can be had for 1.2 ETH or so currently. And the initial plan supply for wool was 5 billion wool. 2.4 billion were set aside for staking, 600 million were for the dev, and there was 2 billion set aside for rewards of sorts. Initially, you were when you were minting, you had a 10% chance of getting a wolf, 90% chance of getting a sheep. It is possible that the wolves could steal newly minted sheep. I'm not exactly sure what the percentage chance was of that happening, but the point is, is that that could happen. That was all for generation zero you could mint with Ethereum. And then the idea was after all those were minted and wool was being accumulated, there was a generation one that would accumulate wool at a lesser rate and be less powerful than generation zero, as you might expect. But generation one could only be minted with wool. No longer could you mint it with ETH. So in a sense, you had to get in to generation zero, accumulate wool to be able to mint generation one. Otherwise, you just had to buy it on the secondary market. Uh, the wolves have different alpha ratings. Five through eight, higher is better. Uh, the higher alpha is the higher chance of stealing a sheep or getting more wool, that kind of thing. So that's how the game was originally set up. However, there was a flaw in the contract that allowed people to mint wolves for generation one. I'm not exactly sure how the flaw worked, but once the dev realized it, once the shepherd realized that's what was happening, he shut down minting. And so the original plan was there's 10,000 generation zero NFTs, roughly 10% of them should be wolves and 90% should be sheep. And then as generation one was minting and the exploit became apparent, the minting process was shut down. And so there weren't that many actually minted. The original plan was for there to be 40,000 generation one NFTs. In reality, we only ended up with a little under 4,000 of them. This created a number of problems with the game because as I mentioned earlier, the goal was to have about 5 billion wool set aside for staking and some other rewards, things like that. But that depended upon a supply of 40,000 generation one NFTs and 10,000 generation zero NFTs. As soon as minting was halted because of the exploit, that became a problem. And instead of trying to fix the issue and continue minting generation one, the shepherd went a totally different direction. 
and redid the smart contract altogether to get rid of that exploit. But also there was going to be no more minting of generation ones. And they're all migrated to the new contract. There was a process you'd go through to migrate them. So when you go on OpenSea and you're looking for Wolfgame, it'll actually be called Wolfgame Migrated, which again, might be confusing to new users. It's just the it's just the new contract. It's the new set of NFTs that were migrated to this new contract to avoid the problem with minting wolves directly. And so when that happened, phase one staking and sharing ends. Instead, the shepherd introduced some plans for breeding and resource accumulation and stealing, but in a different kind of way. So the shepherd came out with a, a new solution, which totally changed the way the game is played. So what you'll see on the website when you go there is you'll see white paper one and white paper two. White paper one refers to how the game used to be played. White paper two refers to the new way that the game works. In the new edition of the game, the shepherd introduced something called a wool pouch. All right, Because of this excess supply of wool, which would make wool not worth very much and cause some supply demand issues, he decided to package all the wool up into pouches and have them on like a drip release. So in other words, if you had a staked sheep during the first phase of the game, then you were given a pouch that contained all of the wool that you had earned up to that point, but you wouldn't be able to get it all immediately. 10,000 of the wool was available immediately. And you could use that for something. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. But then the rest of the wool was slowly unlocked over four years. So that's what's going on right now. You can get on OpenSea. There's 9,431 pouches on OpenSea with varying amounts of wool in them that unlock over a varying number of days, depending on when people kind of claim their pouch, that kind of thing, when they stake their sheep. It's an interesting way to approach the game, right? So we have this ex excess supply of wool. How do we deal with that? They create the wool pouch to make it unlock over a number of years so that there's not just a huge surplus of wool into the, the game economy. Then the shepherd created Risky Game, which is a game played within Wolf Game. Think of it like a mini game because the, the full game of Wolf Game, whatever it is, hasn't been released yet. It's kind of a promise at this point, and all the details of it are still somewhat unknown. So Risky Game was initially introduced along with the wool pouches. So you had these wool pouches that were created that you could get from your staked sheep or even your unstaked sheep for that matter. However, you had to claim the pouch. And to claim the pouch, you had to play what's called a risky game. Now, the risky game is completed. It's done. It's over, right? But the way it worked is that when you unstake your sheep, you play risky game and you had two choices. You could have the no risk option or the yes risk option. And in the no risk option, it, it was fairly well determined what you were going to get, right? If you had a staked sheep during kind of phase one of the game before the contract exploit was discovered, then the amount you had earned up, up to the migration point when they migrated to the new contract for your staked sheep, that's how much wool was going to be in your wool pouch except for the wolves would get a 20% tax on it. If your sheep was unstaked during phase one of this, then you receive 10,000 wool per day from the pause point of minting to the migration point. So somewhat less wool than people who had staked their sheep. That's the no risk option. So you're going to get the wool you earned minus the 20% tax. Fairly straightforward. 
The yes risk option, however, guaranteed that you would get more wool than the no risk option, but it's riskier. You have this probabilistic aspect to it that we talked about where you had a 50% chance of losing all of your wool to the wolves. Now, for this yes risk option, the amount of wool available there was 2.4 billion minus the 230 million that was claimed minus whatever wool was used in the no risk version. Still, it was guaranteed to be better than the no risk option, but it was evenly distributed. So what's nice about that is that if you had a sheep who you didn't have staked and you didn't earn very much wool on, choosing the yes risk option was potentially a a gamble, but could pay off big for you because you were given an evenly distributed bag of wool that uh, you might not have otherwise even had, right? So that was the first kind of probabilistic risk after the migration, right? So before the migration, the risk was all had to do with having your newly minted sheep taken from you by the wolves. Or if you unstaked your sheep, there was uh, some risk you'd lose your wool. The shepherd also introduced two other new concepts to the wolf game at this point, something called land deeds and farmers. Now, we don't really know what these are for yet. The land deeds, the properties of metadata have not been revealed yet. There's 20,000 of them available. However, only 19,972 were actually minted. And the reason for that is some people just didn't claim it. So there were 10,000 deeds for land that were available to claim for owners of Generation Zero NFTs. And then there were 10,000 deeds that were for sale. And some of them didn't get claimed. Uh, but it's the, the land deeds are supposed to be a... a unique resource. Each land will have unique resources, acreage, properties, that kind of thing. And so these will have some sort of purpose in the future wolf game, which has not been described yet. Presumably, you'll farm resources off of it, probably wool, since that's the game currency. But the way this game has gone so far, the shepherd might introduce an entirely new set of currencies. You might be farming apples for all I know. But uh, the land deeds are intriguing. I personally think they might be undervalued right now. Uh, and then the farmers, again, properties metadata have not been revealed. So right now it's just a static image. They're available on OpenSea. There were originally planned to have 20,000 of these available as well, but only 11,738 were minted. And so what's fascinating about this is that you can tell the original goal was to have one farmer for every land. However, what we have is a shortage of farmers and a surplus of land. Not sure how that's going to work. Anyway, Farmers work the land. Some of them supposedly will match better to certain types of land, right? They have a particular set of skills that allows them to perform better on a particular land plot. So it's interesting. We don't really know what's going to happen with the land deeds and the farmers. That has yet to be revealed. I hope it's revealed soon because it would be nice to know how this game is, is going to work. There's some opportunity potentially there. Okay, so phase two introduced these, you know, the land deeds, the farmers, the risky game, so you could get your wool pouch. And then risky game was done. Everyone claimed their wool pouch, risky game's over, right? So if you go to the website again, you might be confused because there's risky game on there being described. You may think that's still something that's going on. It's not, it's over. Risky game is complete. The migration to the new contract is complete. So the only relevant parts of the website now are the white paper two, and then something called alpha game. Alpha game is a play on this idea that in a pack, there's an alpha wolf, right? 
And so this game just started a couple of days ago. There's 500 million wool available to win in alpha game. The way it works is if you have an alpha eight wolf, there's only a few of those out there. Gary V has one. A few other high profile people have one. They're very expensive to get. But if you have an alpha eight wolf, you can start a pack and other wolves can join your pack by staking with it. And other, interestingly enough, other sheep can join your pack also. It's kind of strange, but that's how it goes. Your pack, depending on the size of it, the more sheep and the more wolves that are staked with your pack, the more points your pack earns. The goal of the game is to have the highest number of points by the time the game is over. Now, this game is supposed to be played throughout the main game until the shepherd decides otherwise. So again, it's this kind of mystery of what's going to happen. How long does the game last? Will it change at some point? No idea. <laughs> no, no idea at all. The shepherd is, it holds his cards closely. So who knows, right? But the point is you can play this game right now. This is the only active game within Wolf Game currently. So your choice today is unless you own an Alpha 8 Wolf, you can join one of the existing packs with your Wolf or your Sheep to help share in the rewards if your pack wins. So you choose a pack. Staking with that pack earns more points for that pack. You can also stake wool within your pack. And wool staked earns actions. There are two actions. You can attack or you can fortify. Now, the way that works is that when you fortify, kind of it's like creating a, a protection, a protected layer against an attack on your pack, right? So if you have a fortification and another pack attacks your pack, nothing happens. Your fortification goes away, but nothing happens. And you can stack fortifications. You can have two or three or four or five fortifications stacked up in front of your pack, right? To protect it. If you attack a pack and you're successful, meaning there's no fortifications when you attack, that pack will have its total points reduced by 3%, right? So there's a strategy here. You earn actions. You can choose to fortify or attack. You need to decide whether you should fortify your pack or whether you should attack another pack to try to reduce their points so that your pack can get into the lead on points, right? So that's the way this game works. You can switch packs if you want. So if you join a pack and you switch, you can do that, but you forfeit your wool and points when you do so, your, your particular amount of earned wool and points. Now, why would you even want to play this game? Well, there's prizes, right? And there's 14 of them, and they're really just a percentage of the 500 million wool that's available. So what's interesting is the alpha wolves, the alpha eight wolves that are leading the pack, if they were to, if they win any of the prizes, they get 5% of their pack's earnings for themselves. That's kind of their incentive to start a pack, lead the pack, try to get more people interested in joining their pack, that kind of thing. The rest of the wolves that are in the pack earn a percentage of the earnings proportional to how many points they earned and how the amount and duration of the wool that they staked. So it, it pays to get in early and it pays to stake as much wool as you can for the longest period you can. If you're a sheep, you're just earning a static 50 points, but you can still stake as much wool as you want. So again, there's a benefit to be, being a wolf in this game, as you might expect. Winnings are claimed as a wool pouch. So you get that drip release of the wool over four years to stop a huge influx of wool supply in, in the market. So that's good. Uh, it's worth pointing out you can't hoard actions as a pack. If you have an action, you need to use it before the next one can begin to be earned. And 
there's some mechanics in there to make it fair based off the size of the pack. So you can't just get the largest pack possible and just earn actions really fast. Basically, large packs require more staked wool to earn actions. And so theoretically, each of the packs, regardless of their size, should earn actions at roughly an equal rate. Okay, so that kind of describes the way Wolf Game works, right? Alpha Game is being played currently. That's with wolves and sheep and wool. There's still farmers. There's still land. You can buy those on OpenSea. We don't know what how exactly they'll be used. Presumably, farmers will be able to farm the land and generate resources from it. That might be wool. might be something else. Theoretically, we've been told that the land itself can generate resources without a farmer, but it's better to have a farmer to farm your land. So what do you do if you're just getting into Wolf Game or interested in it? other than just purchasing one for price appreciation, if you actually want to play the game in some way. There's some interesting opportunities right now in the game. So the goal still seems to be to accumulate wool, right? Now, you can buy pouches on OpenSea. There's a question of whether the economics make sense, right? So when I looked at them, they were trading at about a six or seven to one ratio of future value to buy price. So in other words... You can buy it for about one-sixth or one-seventh of its total value if you were to collect all four years at once. However, that's assuming that the price of wool stays the same over that entire amount of time, right? So there's some risk there, which is why it's probably trading at a discount to its full value. You have to sit around for four years to actually get it. But there's possibly opportunity there. If you see wool prices increasing over time or at least holding their ground, then you could think of it almost like a savings bond where you put up a little bit of money now and in over the four years, you're going to get some multiple of that. This is a really beefy savings bond, but you'll get some, you'll get some multiple of that, maybe six to seven times as much over four years. That's a good return, right? If prices stay stable. Now, who knows? This is NFTs. It's a game that may not even exist in four years. The wool prices may collapse or the game is becomes less interesting over time. And, and so you're stuck with this wool that's worthless, right? So something to think about. I've noticed the cheaper bags in terms of the best ratio are some of the smaller bags, which is interesting. Uh, they have about 38,000, 40,000 wool in them, whereas there's bags that have half a million wool in them, but they're much more expensive. The, at the current drip rate for these bags, it does take about seven or eight months to break even so that you're holding the bag for free, essentially. And that's assuming you collect the wool and then sell it on the secondary or something like that. So it's all about risk. I think that if wool is the currency of the game, then it pays to have a lot of it. So there's opportunity there. There's some really good resources on understanding which pouches are good deals. There's something called wolfgame.zone. It's a website. And on there, there's a community guide of how wolf game works. So it kind of recaps a lot of what we've talked about, what I've talked about in this episode. And then it also has a little utility that shows you different pouch deals. So you can see which pouches are the, the best deal based off of current pricing for wool and the pouches. So that's a nice little utility, something to look at. I personally think, and again, none of this is financial advice, do what you will. <laughs> okay. This NFTs are risky, only invest funds you can afford to lose. But for me personally, I've been trying to accumulate Wolf Game land. If the game is anything like the real world, then land is king, right? The more land you own, the more power you have. I feel like 
land is severely underpriced compared to the other tokens in this game at 0.4 ETH a piece. I think that's a bargain uh, currently. So I'm trying to accumulate land. Maybe it makes sense to get farmers to wolves and sheep are expensive right now, I think, but you know, your mileage may vary. Maybe you think it's a good opportunity. Sheep have been diving a little bit lately in price. So maybe there's a good pickup point soon if you want one. Certainly having a farmer with land is, is going to be a beneficial thing to have potentially, but it may make more sense. The way I'm looking at it is I want to accumulate the land, maybe sell it before reveal, depending on if things hype quite a bit and prices rise quite a bit, but might hold it through reveal, see what kind of land I have, and then try to pick up farmers that work well with it, depending on the game mechanics. Again, we don't have any idea what's going to happen with any of this. The shepherd has not told us how any of it's going to work. So the land and farmers may not end up being as valuable as I think they're going to be, but I hope they will be. I think it's I think it's a asymmetrical bet, right? So it's an interesting game. I think it is kind of the first probabilistic risk on-chain game, blockchain game. And there's some value to that, right? That even, even historical value to it. So even if the game goes away, in some sense, there's historical value to these tokens. Whether that bears out long-term or not, and they end up being worth a lot long-term, regardless of whether the game's around, who knows? But uh, I think it's intriguing. Again, I hope that this episode has helped kind of clarify some of the details of what's currently going on in the game, because when you go to the website, it's not exactly clear. So to summarize on that, White Paper 2 is the one you're interested in if you want to know sort of how the game currently works. And the only active kind of mini game going on is the alpha game. The risky game's done, it's over, the wool pouches have been claimed. Alpha game is what's happening now. So the only way to play a game right now is to get a sheep or a wolf and stake it in one of the packs. I don't know how long alpha game will last. The shepherd hasn't told us. Could last a few days longer or maybe months for all I know. Eventually, the rest of the game is going to be released sometime this year, probably early this year in the next month or two. And we'll understand better how the land works, how the farmers work. But I think there's some opportunity there to get in now before the hype comes and prices skyrocket. Hopefully that helps you with Wolf Game and understanding a little better. I know taking the time myself to go through it definitely made it much clearer to me. I understand how the game works much better. So again, feel free to reach out to me on social. I'm NFT Olson on Twitter. We have our website, the nftreport.io. You can find our podcast episodes there. You can also find them on Apple Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. Look forward to this year. NFTs are going to be great. Good luck all. Bye.